Primary day today, and uh, they started voting up in that one little area of New Hampshire last night. And I guess Bernie Sanders wasn't the winner up there. It was Klobuchar and and Buttigieg. Surprise! Were, were the people that drove all six votes or whatever it five is up vote, there? Five or six votes, and two of them were write-in votes. I think. No, really. Two or three were write-in votes. It's funny. It's funny. Well, let's talk about what's going to happen in New uh, New Hampshire. By the way, if you just uh, joined up with us today, I want to let you know it's 40 degrees. It's seven minutes after six. You want to know what the weather is? R-A-I-N. All the way through Thursday. Okay, just so you know. It's going to rain. Uh, temperature, a lot better than what it is in New Hampshire. Uh, and going to stay this way and won't be seeing any snow. I was talking to Mark Lauder yesterday about the president's rally last night and all those people that were camping out for days to get in to see the president and they were uh, camping out in the snow and the rain and i'm thinking yeah, i love president trump but i don't know i don't know if i'd do that in fact let me ask congressman johnson he's our guest this hour mike johnson is with us republican from louisiana he is in the house and of course He's on the Judiciary Committee in the House, and it's good to have him with us. You probably have seen him. He's been uh, on television quite often defending the president during the impeachment trial. And, Congressman, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Uh, how cold is it there in uh, New Hampshire? Well, I'll tell you what, for a North Louisiana guy, it's really cold for me, my <laughs> friend. <laughs> I'm looking at, uh, I don't know, it looks like 10 or 11 inches of snow to me, but I don't see snow that often, so it's too cold for my taste. All right. So uh, what, are, what are you hearing from people as you talk to them? I mean, what is this love affair with Bernie Sanders? Because for the life of me, Congressman, I don't get it. Look, I don't get it either. And as my fellow Louisianian, who I rarely agree with, uh, James Carville, said, uh, I think yesterday or day before on MSNBC, he just went off. And yeah, he did. His interview has gone viral. And he just pointed out the obvious. That, that it's almost cult-like. I mean, that's his words, not mine. You know, it's Bernie has this this fanatical following, a lot of millennials, you know, and, uh, and, and part of that is because, you know, he's promising a lot of free stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. that basis, the, the basis of his campaign is redistribution of wealth and go after the, the quote-unquote wealthy, the 1%, take all their money and give it to everybody else. I mean, he's promised tens of hundreds of trillions of, of, uh, of benefits to people, and it's money that literally doesn't exist. The government doesn't have any money unless they take it from one guy's pocket and put it in someone else's. We have to remember that. Uh, it's really a frightening kind of thing to, to think that a guy who was an avowed communist as early or as recently as the late 70s, early 80s, is now a frontrunner for president. I think Trump will stop him if that, that happens. Uh, well, I think if he gets the... Uh, the nomination, Sanders, which I don't think is going to happen. I think that I think that the hardcore Dems are know that that's a train wreck. 
that's that's McGovern coming down the tracks again, and it it I will not so. be good. And uh, they will do whatever they have to do to stop it. But I'm wondering what yeah, it's like. You said it's kind of like a cult. What will Sanders people do this time around if they think the Democratic Party uh, has stolen the nomination from them again? You know that is a a great question. We were talking about it at breakfast here with a small group of other members of Congress who are here in New Hampshire to help the president uh, campaign today. And, um, you know, it, it could be a very interesting convention. We'll put it that way for the Democrats, because if it goes into a brokered convention situation and Bernie is cheated of the nomination, which they will certainly say, um, I think his supporters, some of them are pretty, uh, pretty animated. It might be pretty rapid and it could get very interesting. Um, you know, I, I think that there's you, you hear people talk about the, the pending civil war in the Democrat Party. Um, I, I think they may really be facing a, a day of reckoning, um, you know, with their politics, because you have, you know, the old Southern Democrats, as we've always known in our life, you know, um, are, are an endangered species. I mean, the, the moderate Democrats, uh, there really aren't that too many left, at least on the national stage. And um, I, I think that this groundswell of support, millennials and others who frankly, don't understand the extent. I think many of Bernie supporters, they don't really know what the implications are of those policies. They haven't thought it through. If they did, um, you know, I think it would change their, their positions. But it's just a very interesting day in our politics, and we'll see. Of course, the president's egging it on. He said at our rally here, I think we had almost 12,000 people inside the arena and thousands more outside. Mm-hmm. So they waited in the snow two days to get in. Um, it's a phenomenon what, what President Trump uh, has done and what he's doing, and people are excited about it. And He's pointing out the contrast every day. Yeah, it was interesting. Buttigieg was out, and and his people were just howling with, you know, ecstasy that they had eighteen hundred people at a rally. And I said, the the president's going to have twelve thousand come Tuesday, you know, Monday night. You know that ain't right. yeah. You, you're not even you're paling in comparison to the president. How are you finding the people up in um, in New Hampshire? I heard that. Because of the economy, I think last time it was about 75% of New Hampshire's voters loved the president. He just lost by about 2,800 votes, I think, to Hillary. They they really believe this time that he'll carry the state. Are the people talking about their love for the president? I'll tell you, I, the enthusiasm here is overwhelming. I mean, the the energy in that arena last night was just electric. I, I felt like I was in Louisiana, Mississippi or Alabama or something. I mean, it, that's the, the sentiment here. And there's a reason for that. I mean, President Trump's tax cuts and his deregulation agenda, his pro-growth policies have, have strengthened this state's economy. It's created new jobs. I mean, he's they've added 18,000 new jobs since President Trump took office here. And, and their unemployment rates at 2.6%. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're one of the lowest in the country. They got 20,000 residents in the state have been lifted off food stamps. So they, they, they know that this agenda and these policies are working for them. And it's the same sentiment that's felt in every state all around the country. And that's why the president is able to, to, to have these huge rallies and this massive uh, energy and turnout in the base. And the impeachment thing backfired fantastically on the Democrats. Oh, my gosh. And and it's I believe he's going to win re-election in a landslide, and more than that, I think we'll we'll maintain the Republican majority in the Senate, and I am increasingly confident that we'll win the majority back in the House as well. That would be incredible, Mike. It really, really would be. What what are the Democrats saying in the House now? I mean, you work there, just like you know our uh, 
our uh, congressman here, French Hill, who comes on my yep. show every Wednesday and, and talks to us what's going Great on. Friend. So yeah. you, you tell me, are, are they really thinking about going in for a second bite at the apple, so to speak, about impeachment? You know, as crazy as it sounds, I, I think they are. I mean, I serve on the House Judiciary Committee, and uh, that's where Chairman Nadler is in charge. And, you know, he's said in the last few days they're, they're going to they're gonna keep digging. They, they're going to have this endless investigation inquest. They would love to impeach him and try it again if they can. And uh, it makes no sense. It, it defies wisdom in every way. But that they are they are just truly they loathe Donald Trump so much. They are willing to just risk it all. And I, I think in a literal sense, they are in, a, in, in this political game. Um, it is the highest possible risk. I think it's going to backfire on them. And, and it, but the problem for them is that cooler heads don't prevail anymore. No. They have this kind of that rabid Bernie Sanders, AOC kind of base in the party is, is egging us on. And I think they're going to do it at their peril. Well, let me talk to you a little bit more about New Hampshire, then I'll let you go. Uh, Biden seems to be running out of gas. Is that true or is that false? Is it just a narrative that the media is putting out there? Or is it really happening? I, I, I think it really is, is happening here. He's, he's, um, he has, it seems to be running out of steam. The, the, the kind of the, the talk now is that he's not the guy and he doesn't have the energy. He's not, not reliable. The president points out that he's, he's unfit. He has these endless gaffes on the campaign trail. I mean, you know, I, I, the idea that, that we would elect, um, you know, he would be the oldest person ever elected uh, mm-hmm. president. And, um, and even, you know, infamously admitted it about himself a week ago or so on the trail. He said, you know, my vice presidential pick would be really, really important because I'm an old guy. Yeah, <laughs> so I know. It doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. You know, I just, I think that after this, and if he doesn't have a fantastic show in South Carolina, I think he may be done. Yeah. Buttigieg has really caught fire here recently. How come? You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that it is in part a reaction to this whole, you know, Bernie Sanders phenomenon, this cult-like following that we were talking about. I think people, the establishment of the party, the old Democrats, are, are, are just terribly fearful of that, of him potentially being the nominee. And they're clamoring, trying to find somebody who's more moderate. And, and they land on Mayor Pete. The truth of the matter is, he's not a moderate. I mean, he would yeah. be a... Right. Far left liberal uh, by by most estimates, but in comparison to Bernie, he looks halfway sane. You know, so that I, I think that explains um, some of the. It's out of desperation, I think, that people to go to him. He has a reasonable tone in his voice, and he's not wild eyed and crazy, and that that makes him an attractive candidate in this era. I mean, it's just that's where we are in our politics. How about Klobuchar? Is she is she the real deal? Uh, you know, I don't think so. She's a very perceived very differently in Washington than he, she is on the campaign trail. She's pretty infamous for how she goes through staff on the Hill, and she's she's known to be uh, verbally and even physically violent to staff. I'm not making this up. Wow. true. I mean, she throws things at people. So, you know, she tries to put on this, you know, calm demeanor on the campaign trail, but that that's really not who she is in private. And I, I think if she goes any further in the race, I think you'll be hearing a lot more about all that. All right, so then the final question is, is is Bloomberg hoping for a broker convention and go in and he rides in with his white armor on looking like Mr. Clean and says, I'm here to save the day? I think that's exactly what he's uh, planning to do. He's got unlimited amount of cash to spend, of course. He's, he's worth tens of billions of dollars individually. 
um, and doesn't mind spending it, apparently. So he, he's doing a lot of work. He's not going to the debates and doing the conventional wisdom stuff. He's trying to go around and sign up mayors and, and uh, local officials all over the country to be on his team. And he's planning a coup like that, I really think. And that's what that will make that Democrat convention so interesting and um, see how the Bernie supporters uh, clash with all that. It's, he's the quintessential billionaire. As Bernie says, he's trying to buy an election. So we'll see how that sells. Yeah, just just saying about this, Congressman, it's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin to Chicago, Illinois. It's not very far, about an hour and a half, two hour drive. 1969 might uh, be visiting Milwaukee, Wisconsin here in a few months. Well, we'll see. It's um, it's an interesting time in American politics. Say that. I agree with you. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the time that you have there in New Hampshire, it's a great state. Thank you, Dan. Great to talk with you. All right. Bye-bye now. All right. That was uh, Mike Johnson. He's Republican from Louisiana. He's up there at the behest of the president, keeping an eye on what's going on up there and reporting uh, to the president and his staff about the information that he's picking up and talking to radio hosts like myself. It was fun to watch the rally last night, part of it. Trump called out a lot of his friends that were in the audience. It was almost like the post-impeachment speech as far as thanking this one and that one and the other one. And he kind of got off on that for a while, riffed around. There were many, many Republicans supporting uh, him in the audience. Well, I was trying to watch that last night, and evidently it was fairly early. I mean, was that rally like it's, at four or five o'clock uh, or something? I think it started at six o'clock our time or a little bit after. You know, he's never on time, but... Yeah, Around I was looking for him. Seven at, o'clock, you know, Eastern time. Yeah, so he was, was kind of, he was like wrapping it up when I turned it on. I thought he was going to be doing it later. But do, did you hear what he did after he left the rally? I did not. He went out, I think, to Dover Air Force Base. All right. To meet uh, with the loved ones of several of those men that were killed over in of Afghanistan. Course. Of course. Absolutely, he did. It yeah. does not surprise me. People one bit don't to hear, hear about that. that. The media. Whenever Barack Obama went and saw, oh them, yeah, he had uh, to have his entourage. Were, they they come. had all their cameras there. Trump, this president, you don't see this. No, he does it just the other way around. In fact, he asks them not to cover. Uh, I forget he visited Walter Reed. You yeah, know, one that day, was and he said, very Do tough not. for him. He I said that's want... really hard for me when I go and meet yeah. those men and women yeah. who don't be following have me down been wounded in action. Because you know what, he understands, and I would hope every president would understand. It's your directives that they're following, and they're putting themselves in harm's way because you say go, he and they it. go. He gets it. I know he gets he it. He gets it like we get it. We get it. The voters get it. He, Trump knocks me out when he does that sort of thing, and people do not understand. They say he's so egotistical. He is He is egotistical. I can't, can't deny he's that. He's a New Yorker. But I can you run for office people. and not have an ego? Yeah, I mean, come you on. Better you got to have, have some kind of ego or you won't make it. And it right? better be pretty ironclad. I'm just telling you, you better be able to take the, the, you know, the slings and arrows that are coming your way. That's right. And they don't seem to face him much. But what I really, really appreciate as a voter is his unwavering focus on doing his work, doing his job. Part of what's irritated me so badly about all this mess going on in Washington, what do the Democrats think they're up there for? They are not up there to investigate our president. They are supposed to be passing laws. That's their job. Well, not they are not doing law. their job. I'm, I'm hoping creating that legislation. passing laws. Well, but I'm just saying yeah, that's, creating what legislation, that's what they're elected go, for. They're, they're up there to their govern job. 
Yeah, you know? govern, not oversight. Yes. I mean, come on, like this that. is not the king. You're not the king of me, you know, or, or the gotcha. government. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just find it really interesting. I'm going to do an interview later on this week with Senator Bozeman, and we're going to talk about the waterways bill and right. how the president has has totally short-circuited that, and that's such great news. Waters of the world. Yeah. Folks, you know that's the one that said that that water puddle that's out there in your yard right now was going to be controlled by the EPA and that you would have to do yeah, everything that they demanded of it you runs because it off eventually your land yeah. into the stream that's out over here that runs down the way and gets into the Arkansas River and then flows to the Mississippi. So we control and those waterways out to the Gulf that flows out to the ocean. Yeah, I'm. It was insanity. Crazy. It's but crazy. he's fixing it. He's fixing it. He's, he's rolled back a lot of that crazy stuff. Working on all of it. And I know that uh, Senator Bozeman has been uh, one of those tireless workers to try to keep that particular piece of legislation from uh, being uh, well, as bad put, as it is. Yeah, he's pushed for the rollbacks. Yeah, he's been that. working on it. All right, when we come back, we got to get a break in. When we come back. We'll have a few moments just to talk about what's happening. And then David Ray will join us uh, at 635. Yesterday, you heard me talk about a new piece of legislation the Democrats have. They've got plenty of people already signed on it. A fifth of the Democrats are behind this. A new way forward dealing with immigration. And it is a scary piece of legislation. And David Ray from the Federation of American Immigration Reform, FAIR, will be with us to talk about it. Right now, though, let's get you some traffic here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Temperature outside is 40 degrees. There's some drizzle in the area. It is 624. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com